Welcome to Bougie Booze, a podcast hosted by a brother and sister from another mister. I'm David. I'm Cam. Thank you for listening as we talk about Black culture, Asian culture, pop culture, 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 and quite frankly, anything else we want to talk about. How are you, Boo? I'm good. I'm really excited that we're finally getting our podcast here, our first episode off the ground. I am so proud of us. (laughs) Pat in the back, claps all around. Yes, we put in a lot of hard work. A lot of good ideas have gone into this passion project. And just congratulations to us. We finally yeah. made it. I have to respect anyone who does a podcast because <laughs> there's a lot to get going even before you start. I mean, I technically, you could just plug in your mic and start talking. But if you really do want to create a professional level product, you know, and those who do this already, they already know it's a lot of work. Yeah. Kudos to them. I mean, it's a lot of work too, especially when you have other responsibilities outside of recording, just finding a time and, you know, place to record and. Yeah. But we have job jobs outside of this passion project (laughs) of ours. (laughs) Yes, we do, you know, have responsibilities during the week, we should say so. But yeah, as old timey speak, we are gainfully employed. (laughs) (laughs) We got bills, y'all. We got (laughs) there you go. (laughs) So yes, I'm finally well, I'm sorry, I'm happy that we're finally able to just be here and record this for you guys. And we're so excited that you've decided to listen. Funny story, we actually recorded a first episode before <laughs> however um you know things happen life happens so now we're re-recording so I'm happy yeah this that. is this is the new new for the new year right <laughs> so happy 2022 yeah happy 2022 to you to everyone else out there hopefully this is your year it's, it's our year right it's the bougie booze podcast year so. Yeah. Well, I don't want to hog up 2022 for us only, but you know, for everybody <laughs> out there, I hope Ooh. it's their year too. <laughs> <laughs> well, just wanted to tell you a little bit about myself. Um, as you heard in the intro, my name is Cam. I am from Pomona. Shout out to P-Town. P-Town stand Woo-hoo. up. <laughs> uh, currently residing in the Inland Empire. Uh, I work in higher education, so that is my day job, and I guess now I can add rookie creative to my resume, because we are here um, in the creative space. We have our own podcast off the ground, so yay us, like we already said. Um, I love to travel. I love to eat, and apparently a uh, new hobby of mine is taking COVID tests. (laughs) (laughs) She's going to get into that, (laughs) y'all. I mean, it's, it's pretty bad, but I've taken like seven COVID tests since Christmas. <laughs> Thank God all negative. Won't he do it? <laughs> so that's just a little bit about me. Uh, what about you, David, well, my fellow boo? <laughs> my intro reflects yours to a certain degree. I also work in higher ed because we work at the same place. And then um, I also am a foodie. I have had the fortune of meeting a lot of different celebrities through different opportunities that I've had. I mean, we might get into that through the podcast that we have. I need to leave you all wanting more, right? (laughs) So, but no, it's been 
Uh, and I, uh, the nice thing about it is I do use the encounters that I've had in a productive way where I use them for presentations to engage students into being more involved or, or wanting to pay attention to the information that I'm presenting and it always works. And so that's why I keep doing it. I don't do it so I can show off and be like, here, check my IG, look at who I met. So, <laughs> but yeah, overall, and that's why Cam and I are here um, on this podcast together partially is because we have those same common interests and overall both of us independently from people that we've known and together have always been called bougie <laughs> well I mean hey there's nothing wrong with it and I mean great minds think alike and I think that's why we're good friends and good colleagues we were colleagues first and it grew into a great friendship so we we both get each other's bougie-ness and we both love it so and we both encourage it <laughs> <laughs> I know we're we're kind of like uh, if you watch uh, Parks and Rec, we're like uh, the two characters that are always saying um, "treat yourself, treat yourself," and we say that all the time when we meet up. So, um, and I can attest too to you know when David said a couple of his presentations to students um, have celebrity photos, and I have personally invited David to do a couple of presentations for some of the courses that I taught and the students are blown away by the celebrity pictures that they see in his presentation. So it really is a nice little touch to get the students engaged and get them to pay attention um, to your presentation. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Well, because okay. you know, they're not just D-listers I'm meeting, okay? <laughs> No, no offense to D-listers because I love all different actors and celebrities from different, because I watch so much media and that's how, partially how I meet some of them is that um, I recognize a lot of different people based on what I watch. I watch so many things. So even if I'm out in public and, you know, we live in Southern California and if I'm in LA, it's, oftentimes you're always bumping into celebrities or at least passing them by. And some, sometimes you may not notice, other people don't obviously, because I'm the only one who seems to, and I quietly ask for a photo. <laughs> and um, for our new listeners, well, our listeners, I guess I shouldn't call you guys new, but you might be asking yourself, so why a podcast? Why did you two want to do mm -hmm. a podcast? And so this idea kind of just organically birthed itself. Um, you know, last year was a hard year for everyone during COVID and we were both working remotely, but we still made it uh, a priority to meet each other on Zoom. Was it every other Friday? I can't yes, even remember. Yes, it was every now. other Friday. And our conversations were so good and we were laughing, we were talking and you know, we decided, hey, why not turn this into a podcast? So a whole year later, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> it was about six months of planning, six months of trying to record. And then now we are here. Yes. So. Here for us, here for you, here for everyone's entertainment. <laughs> so, so we're just coming off of the holidays. How was, mm -hmm. how are your holidays? Were they good? They were pretty eventful, but at the same time, they were delightful, I would say. But mm -hmm. I think if, if considering eventful, there's different levels, but yours was quite much more eventful <laughs> than mine. Well, very eventful, which is why I have taken seven COVID tests <laughs> since Christmas. Um, so, you know, 
my family, we haven't really gotten together for the holidays, trying to keep everyone safe. And, you know, I have to respect my parents' wishes. So we did like a drive-through type Christmas dinner uh, for my immediate family. Shout out to my parents, my dad barbecued for Christmas. It was delicious as always. (laughs) But I was invited to a loved one's home for Christmas. So this person is older and their kids are out of state. And since, you know, this person is, you know, by themselves and it's the holidays, I was like, you know, sure, I'll, I'll visit you. I was invited. Um, at first, this person had asked me to help them with meal prep and entertainment, <laughs> which I'm like, okay, that's kind of bizarre, but sure, you know, I, I want to help where I can. Um, but turns out I did not have to help with meal prep and entertainment. I was just invited over to the house to enjoy the holidays. Now, when you say meal prep entertainment, are you supposed to sing for everybody? What are you supposed to be doing? I mean, I don't know, but <laughs> I guess I was going to find out. I was prepared to bring like Uno cards, Jenga, Monopoly, because that's entertainment to me. So, or maybe yeah. just entertainment to entertain them by just talking to them. I'm not sure. But, you know, sometimes when you're talking with older people, it can kind of get lost in translations, what things mean. Um, But turns out um, the food started, or the food was ordered, excuse me, from a restaurant. So I did not have to help with meal prep either. Uh, When I went over there, uh, this person's, I guess, daughter-in-law figure, I'll say, well, really like baby mama, son, baby mama, but daughter-in-law. Just say how it is. <laughs> baby mama number one. <laughs> <laughs> is it Nick Cannon's? No, just like <laughs> shout out to Nick Cannon. He's shout cool. out. <laughs> but yeah, um, one of the baby mamas and then the son was also over for Christmas. And it was nice, you know, just to be there and see everyone and just have fun. We were watching basketball and the son had action figures and there were some type of action figures where you had to use your thumbs to like make the action figure fight the other one. (laughs) So you have like this eight-year-old child and this old lady, I call myself old lady, mid-30s, but. (laughs) Uh, She's not old, but you know, you know how we get about ourselves, so. So, you know, we're playing, having a good time. And eventually, you know, um, the mom leaves, the son stays, and then some more people come over. And it was just a a really good time. I was happy that I was able to go and wish everyone a Merry Christmas. And then fast forward to a couple of days after Christmas, I get a text message from a friend. And the text message says, hey, can you call me? And so usually when I get a text message like that from my friends, it's kind of serious because it's never like, hey, can you call me? It's like, wait, you know, is everything good? So instead of texting back, I just pick up the phone and call. When I pick up the, or when I call him, excuse me, um, he lets me know that the first baby mama tested positive for COVID. And (laughs) here I am so irritated because but tell tell them where you were when you were getting that news (laughs) i'm kind of embarrassed because i was in the mcdonald's drive-through line i had a craving for chicken nuggets you know ain't nothing like some fresh nuggets (laughs) right 
Mm-hmm. Well, and then it was two for six, right? The you know you get a Big Mac, quarter pounder, fish fillet, or ten piece nugget, two for six. <laughs> so I'm waiting patiently, about to eat my nuggets, all excited, <laughs> and then that just dampens my mood, takes away my appetite because here I am thinking like, oh my god, I could almost have COVID, or am I? I was exposed. Do I have it? So then I start googling, you know, COVID so you just, symptoms. You got the wrong kind of sauce for your nuggets right there. <laughs> My preference is barbecue, not COVID dipping. Yes, sauce. thank you. <laughs> barbecue 22, not, not COVID-19, thank you. <laughs> so I read that COVID symptoms can appear anywhere between two and 14 days. And I'm like, it's only the fifth day. Oh. So I could potentially have or show symptoms on the sixth day, seventh day, eighth mm-hmm. day, and so on. So then from there, um, I order a home COVID test and this COVID test actually that I took at home was pretty neat because you couldn't take the test without having a telehealth appointment. So a nurse practitioner had to be on a Zoom call with you. They walked you through how to do the COVID test. And then when the results came, you actually had to put the results up into the camera so they can see your results. Thank God those results were negative, but. So it's kind of like uh, you were on Maury Povich. Like, you are not the father. <laughs> <laughs> you do not, not have COVID. <laughs> I was jumping up and down in my living room, running up and down the stairs, rolling, <laughs> rolling on the floor, screaming. Um, I was texting everybody the results. People were like, are you crazy? Why are you texting me this COVID picture? I'm like, I don't have COVID. <laughs> but you know what? It did put a damper on my New Year's Eve plans. And when I say New Year's Eve plans, me and my friends, we were just going to do pajamas in the living room, do the countdown together, champagne toast. Mm -hmm. But because I had the COVID scare, I didn't want to go around anyone because I didn't know that, you know, what if the test was false positive because that's the thing. Or what if I was carrying COVID, but still felt good? So I said, you know what, to not put anyone in danger, I'll just stay at home. So I spent New Year's Eve home alone, doing the countdown by myself. (laughs) But you know what, it's a blessing. I was able to be in my house. I felt okay. And you were able to go into the New Year negative on a COVID test. (laughs) (laughs) But... I was still upset because the baby mama knew she wasn't feeling well and she still traveled. Yes, she yeah. traveled and then she went to go visit people and she visited an older person. And I'm just thinking this is why this pandemic is so serious and why we will we will eventually get out of it, but it's going to be a hard time because you have people like that when you're not feeling well or going around people when you're not feeling well and then also not wearing a mask I mean you could have still came if you thought it was that important but have a mask on well just to think that person was also in a plane full of people in a enclosed space you know sharing the same air if I were on that plane I would have been pissed so yeah so just yeah thank god and and this it also, it's a highlight of how it's hard to trust other people in this scenario because it's like 
you want to believe people are out there looking for other people, looking out for other people, but they're not. So unfortunately, they're not. So just trust your first instinct because my first instinct was to do nothing for the holidays because, like I said, my parents, you know, did the drive-through dinner. So I should have just trusted my instinct and not went anywhere. Yeah, but then you would have left a sad old man there. So. <laughs> But I mean, I wouldn't have to be taking all these COVID tests either. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but, you know, I am vaccinated. Um, I plan on getting the booster. So I think the that just the fact that I'm fully vaccinated really did help because since I was exposed and I was in her presence for a while and not contract COVID, so... Um, I'm really thankful for the vaccination mm. and thankful to God. Won't he do it? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm so thankful you're negative. And just uh, since you brought up the booster, I must say, I for I'm out here for you all recording just two hours fresh off my booster shot. Dedication. <laughs> <laughs> and fortunately, right now I don't feel anything. Hopefully, I won't. But uh, you know, it was not a big deal. It was in and out. The the. I barely felt the the needle. My friends like to make fun of it. I was telling some of my friends that and they're like, that's because you're big. You didn't feel it because you're big. Well, they were saying more in the sense that because I've been working out lately and my arms have gotten bigger. So like that's that's what they meant. Not that not that I'm obese or overweight. Um, oh, incredible hulk doesn't feel pain. <laughs> pretty much like the <laughs> my big old thick muscular skin, I I suppose. You think <laughs> with two two C's. <laughs> So did you get anything special for the holidays or for Christmas? Or did you do anything special since, you know, my Christmas was eventful? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, no, I mean, the, um, you know, as we get older, we're not going to say how old we are per se, but uh, the, we look young, we look <laughs> that's true. We do. We look really young. I, you know, as I, you know, I hate to use these overused phrases. Sometimes people haven't even heard them, though. But as for Cam, she often hears black don't crack. I just said that today. <laughs> but then the one that's not heard as often, which people tell me, is Asian don't raisin. So, <laughs> but, uh, you know, so, you know, I, I sometimes when you're older, you don't get a chance to talk about your gifts. Like you're, you're, when you're a kid, what did you get for Christmas? When you come back to school, you're telling everybody this list of stuff that you got, if you're fortunate enough to be in that position, which as a kid, spoiled kid, I was like, I had a ton of presents. And I think I probably made, made other kids feel bad, which I didn't realize at the time, because I just want to share all the stuff that I got. But anyway, this, uh, now that I am older, I'm more about the experiences as opposed to material goods. And all, most of my friends realize that. So they take me out for dinners and things like that. So one of the uh, one of my good friends took me out to a really nice dinner at a restaurant in LA. And it's called Baltair. And it's our high-end steakhouse, essentially. Ooh. And yeah, so I <clears throat> enjoyed the, the meal overall. There's some ups and downs, but mostly uh, mo most of the dishes were made really well. Uh, I have to say the ambiance it felt sophisticated. It was clean and classy. But what I will tell you, those who are your in of you who are interested, and you'll hear more foodie reviews from us as we go along through our podcast. But <clears throat> in terms of the uh, clientele, it kind of leans itself to a certain clientele, namely older white gentlemen. <laughs> it's funny that you say that because I was looking on their website 
And that was my first <laughs> thought. I was like, why are there only white men on the, on the website? I'm like, is this only for white men? And I do see two females on their website, but you can tell the photos are, are focused toward a certain yeah. clientele. It's got kind of a boys club vibe to it because a lot of the people there were mostly male, uh, mostly Caucasian, I would say. Uh, I didn't really see many people of color. Not that every restaurant has to have people of color in it, but you know, as a person of color, you do notice those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And and so my group happened to be pretty much one of the only tables of color <laughs> at the moment we were dining. And um, so, but you know, it, it's not like at Hamburg, we didn't get any negative service because of it or anything. Our waiter was actually quite good and he was very humorous. Uh, I think he would be a different kind of taste for level for other people, I think, because he was quite over the top with his humor and mm. but we, we kind of enjoyed it, but other people might get annoyed by it, I would say. But at the same time, he was, uh, you know, making it a positive experience for us anyway. Um, but, you know, I, I think overall, I would recommend it if you would want to try a good steakhouse in LA. Uh, some of the highlights for me in terms of dishes, like one of the best starters I think was the charred Spanish octopus oh that sounds good yeah the presentation was really nice the you know if you do don't do if you don't cook octopus well it can get either chewy rubbery Mm -hmm. uh, and the texture was really nice and when you bit into it it was cooked very well Um, does it have a texture like calamari yes it's kind of got that calamari texture to it it's you know like that's if it's done right, it's kind of nice and spongy and chewy, but not overly chewy. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, to a point where if it's cooked really well, it's, it almost melts in your mouth to a certain way. So, yeah, so I would recommend it. And the presentation of that octopus is really nice too, because you saw, <laughs> some people get turned off by it, but you saw the nice little curled char tentacle. <laughs> <laughs> Were they waving at you? They were like, hey. Yeah. So, you hey, know, I will, <laughs> it was like, it was like, oh, you all killed me for this. <laughs> I hope you're enjoying your Christmas dinner like, because I don't get to have Christmas. That's year. what I said. Mr. Octopus, um, your death was worth it. Thank you. So, I mean, but, at least you said thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but you know, and I, I will post these pictures to our Instagram uh, uh, page at Bougie Booze. Follow so us. You, yeah. So you can see what I'm talking about visually as opposed to just uh, what I'm talking about here uh, auditorily. But another um, dish that I enjoyed was the, well, I had them for my main, the filet tasting. And there was three little pieces of filet mignon, 12 ounces total out of three. And then each medallion had a different sauce on it. So you had chimichurri sauce, the Baltair Steakhouse uh, uh, sauce, and then the Danish blue cheese sauce. And so I enjoyed all three. I'm not a big fan of chimichurri, but I actually enjoyed uh, the one that they put on there. I was so, going to say out of those three, the chimichurri sounded the best to me. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, a lot of people do like chimichurri, but I'm not, uh, I'm not into really strong herbal flavors. Mm-hmm. And that's what you get with a chimichurri. Um, but like, I I'm into it. burnt octopus. <laughs> yes. Thank you. <laughs> but I, I enjoyed the, the blue cheese sauce, probably the best. And I know blue cheese isn't for everyone, but I'm a big cheese person. So um but you know sadly one of the things i'm trying to do into the new year is i don't make resolutions but i now i've set goals and i'm trying to lessen the amount of cheese i eat <gasps> i know it's been torture 
<laughs> well, good luck with that. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to eat it. Uh, and then I think another dish, well, in terms of dessert, the dessert we chose actually was really nice. It was a uh, bourbon bread pudding. And it, yes, it was fluffy and melted in your mouth. I didn't really quite taste the bourbon, but you know, it, it was it was a really nice, gooey, sticky dessert at the end of the meal. So, so overall, I enjoyed the experience. Um, again, if you're one of those people who like a good ambiance, it's there. But if you're one of those people who do are self conscious about the crowd, you might be. But don't you know? I, I like to tell the people that. People who've never really gone to fine dining, don't be afraid to go try something. If you can, the, every space is for everyone, right? Oh, so yeah. Yeah. yeah, don't be intimidated to go into the space just because you don't know anything about it. Do some research if you don't. Like there will be food terms you're not familiar with. So why don't you look it up? Or you have a phone, look it up right at the moment as you, as you see it on the menu. Ask the waiter. It's not like you're the first person to ask them what certain things are. So, you know, it's just I just want to encourage people to go try those things and don't go because either you can't afford it. I mean, if, if you save up and you want to have that experience then do that, but, and also don't make it an excuse to not go because you don't know what something is called. Right. And well, not only that, but your phone can tell you how to pronounce things all the time. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like you have everything, all your answers at the, at the tip of your fingers and don't be intimidated by an experience because once you get over that hurdle, then you might enjoy, just like Cam and I, we enjoy fine dining and we often go. And and, and I don't want to say that we only do fine dining. We try mom and pop places, yeah. you know, hole in the walls, because wherever good food goes, Cam and I are there. So. <laughs> yes, I am there. <laughs> well, and also too, I was laughing at us because we sound like higher education professionals. We're like, use your resources, use your <laughs> phone. True. It will tell you how to pronounce it. Look it up. <laughs> so. Well, because, you know, we're problem solvers. We're not, you know, we don't gripe about things. We look at an issue and we tackle it and we figure out how to get through it. So there you go. And that's how you should look at life. Mm -hmm. so. Well, I mean, that sounds like a good experience. I'm happy you went and I can't yes. wait to try it myself. Yeah, and Cam and I will be talking about more restaurants as we go along through the podcast future. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, and if you have any restaurants that you want to suggest that we try, or if you want to, you know, give your recommendation on restaurants, please let us know. You can hit us up on Instagram. What's our Instagram one more time? Bougie Booze. B O U G I E Booze. All one word. <laughs> dm us and we'll be sure to uh, look at your dm and shout you out and thank you for taking the time to send us a dm and i was just thinking um your the, the restaurant that you went to how you uh -huh. said you know it's a little pricey it I'm is like, i'm like i wonder if the teachers of abbott elementary would be okay. able to afford to eat it <laughs> You know what's so sad is teachers deserve the world and deserve more money. And Abbott Elementary, if you all not watching that on ABC, it highlights the struggles I'm sure many of the teachers out there can identify with. I mean, we're in higher ed and we don't have to deal with half the problems they deal with per se, but we do emp empathize with those issues. And for me, it's more of the administrative things that they deal with that I identify with, which we can get into. <laughs> Same here. Um, shout out to Quinta Brunson. She plays uh -huh. Janine. And that's um, the, I don't even, is it third grade or second grade she teaches? She's, she's a oh, I can't remember. Right? I believe it's third grade. 
And but then, yeah, she's very relatable and likable. Well, I relate to her because you can tell she has a passion for teaching, exactly. right? A passion for helping the students. And she wants to enrich their lives. And that's our point of view and our standpoint working in higher ed. Everything that we do is hashtag for the students. For the students. <laughs> <laughs> and we work at an institution where we can see where some of the decisions that are made by upper management and administration do not have the student's best interest at heart. And we should not forget that we're there because of the students. Without our students there, we would not have jobs. Mm -hmm. So I just see that in um, Janine. So again, shout out to Quinta. But I also see that too in Gregory. So uh -huh. he's played by Tyler James Williams. That's right. You can tell the principal she's there for the wrong reasons because she does not care. She can care less what happens to the kids, which well, is very I, sad to see. That's the but part I, I relate to. Is but her. I was going to say, I like the comical spin, though, that yeah. they put on it because she kind of has like no idea. Like she has an idea that, you know, she's not putting the student's best interest at heart. But I think she's just so caught up in what she's trying to do and what she's trying to accomplish. She forgets that she's there. Well, I don't want to ruin the show for people and say what's happening, but she doesn't deserve the job per se because she got it in a special kind of way. So she shouldn't <laughs> be there in the first place. And that kind of nepotism kind of works even where we work, where people who shouldn't be in positions are there. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. I personally have been a victim <laughs> of <laughs> a nepotism. Victim. You're a, a victim, y'all. I'm a victim. <laughs> My gosh. Oh. However, I am happy to see a Black woman as a principal on a sitcom. So that's good to see. And it's good to see a predominantly Black cast on a show, especially on ABC. So shout out to ABC for Abbott Elementary and shout out to Quinta for such a good show. And now that the Abbott Elementary sitcom has prompted me to go back and watch Black Lady Sketch Show. Yeah, I, I was hope. just going to mention that because I was I watched that show and I was like, that's where I know Quinta from. So, well, now I feel bad for not giving that show a chance. See, I was more of a black lady than you. <laughs> no, just Don't put me on blast, boo. <laughs> don't put me on blast. For those of you who don't know, for some reason, black women love me. It's a point right here. I know. <laughs> But I'm grateful that I get the love from Black women because I love Black women. So, oh, we love you too. Thank you. And, you know, I have to say, um, I am part Korean and Korean people love Cam. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, hey, I, I love everyone. I, he I does. Cam nope. exudes that. I have to say, you do. Oh, so. thank you. I try. It's the God in me. That's a Mary Mary song. It's the God in me. <laughs> But I, I also think, too, working in higher ed, just because we deal with a lot of students and deal with a lot of cultural differences, cultural backgrounds, we're able to get along with everyone mm -hmm. and just navigate that space. So, But even if I didn't work in higher ed, I would also still be accepting and loving of everyone, because if not, my mom would beat my butt. So. <laughs> Well, go, going back to Gregory's character, the character Gregory, Tyler James Williams, I do want to shout out the fact that he was Chris and everybody hates Chris. Everybody right? hates And then Chris. <laughs> later in his adult years, uh, as he grew up, he was um, kind of well known for his character that he played in Walking Dead, The Walking Dead. He was played Noah. 
and and the horrible death he had in that show. So <laughs> see, I didn't even I never watched Walking Dead, so thank yeah. you for that fact. I yeah. Yeah, it was a sad death, and I think people felt it. So oh no. Well, he's able to come back as a yeah. sub substitute and... teacher. What are you going? What, but when are you going to get that permanent job? That's it's the question. coming. <laughs> it's coming because he already decorated the classroom yeah, right. <laughs> in the last episode. I was like, he's going to be permanent. He's decorated okay, but... the classroom. Can we talk about casting for a minute on um, uh, Mr. Johnson, the janitor, the custodial engineer, who was William Sanford Davis? Uh, yeah, because the, the actor, William Sanford Davis, how do they find someone? I don't want to, I'm not being shady again, but he looks like a custodian that you would see somewhere. You know what I mean? Like, he looks like he could work at our school. <laughs> Why he was casted for that. That's what I was like. He's perfectly cast as a sanitation engineer. <laughs> but yeah, I love that episode where the, he kept saying trash. It's trash. <laughs> He'd be randomly walking in the hallway. Trash. <laughs> Could you imagine just holding something in your hand? He'd come by trash. <laughs> well, I mean, it's he's a very... Uh, needed person in the school, right? Because without him, the school would just have trapped everywhere. Well, I mean, it's it's a very realistic part of school life. So, yes. But you know, the main draw for me on this show initially, before I knew anything about it, was Shirley Ralph because I love me some Shirley Ralph. Mama. <laughs> now she's done so many things, but. When I saw she was on there, well, I definitely have to check it out. And besides the premise of like trying to see what this school environment was like, but I love anything Shirley Ralph is in, especially, which we're going to get into this, you know, in the holidays next, this coming season. Uh, I love my Hallmark Christmas movie <laughs> and Miss Ralph, Shirley Ralph is in them oftentimes. So actually she was in one this past season that I really enjoy called Christmas in my heart. Oh, and Yeah. So I would have to say that was one a really good one. Yeah, I, I don't want to get too crazy about my Hallmark Christmas movie fan, fanfare and fandom, but I do enjoy them quite a bit. And people make fun of me because I'm not a lovey-dovey person and I don't really feel love per se, but I do love those movies. It's so funny because he's not a lovey-dovey person. <laughs> I have had the pleasure or opportunity, or I'm blessed, all of those things, all of the above, (laughs) to be around David for, what, over 10 years now. Yeah. And even sometimes I still say, can I hug you? Can I give you a hug? I still have to ask him because I know he's like, don't touch me. (laughs) Well, we've gotten to that point where if she doesn't ask, it's fine because I'm not going to all freak out about it. But anybody else, I'd be like, what the F are you doing? (laughs) At least you're true to yourself. I'm always true, true to myself. <laughs> but I could, I respect that, which is why I so. try the hardest to remember to ask you, like, can I go for a hug? Okay, if like, so, yeah, someone tries to hug me without my permission, I'm going to be like, where's Mr. Johnson? Trash. Take the, <laughs> take the trash. Come get him right now. <laughs> but yeah, so every, I think people, I would recommend people check out that show, especially if you're in um k-12 through education i think there are a lot of relatable parts for people out there and even if if you're a parent of a k-12 through or especially elementary school student watch us show and see what our poor teachers go through yes (laughs) oh my gosh and i mean if you're at the store and you see like a a pack of pencils or a pack of pins or glue sticks 
pick them up for the teachers because this last episode the wish list yeah. <laughs> episode and they were like having to uh, record videos for supplies for the classroom it shouldn't be like that but I know it truly is like that I have a couple of good friends and their teachers and I see how much they personally go out of their way to supply for their kids in terms of supplies mm -hmm. for the room snacks for the kids because mm -hmm. kids go to school hungry some of my friends have even purchased shoes for their students so that, really yeah. shout out to the, the teachers um it's uh, definitely a career of love. And thank you for doing that job. <laughs> but I have to say the, the principal, when she made the videos for the wish list, <laughs> <laughs> like uh, the one she made for Janine was really good, but the one she made for Miss Howard's class, oh my gosh, had me rolling because she made it like those sad, <laughs> like uh, in the arms of an angel kind of like animal promos <laughs> where this sad teacher, she's so old she's been at the school for so long doesn't have anything oh my gosh I was rolling <laughs> Janine was like take that down <laughs> but she got a lot of donations though so that's a silver lining she did, she did. <laughs> are you watching anything else other than Abbott Elementary well I know there's I've been off and on watching something that I know you've been watching which is Thousand Pound Sisters right shout out to Tammy <laughs> and Amy Slayton <laughs> that is my show <laughs> They're such likable people, even though when they fight and, but you understand where their hurt and anger is coming from. And even when, yeah, what is it like? Uh, Tammy seems so unlikable because she's always pushing things off, but there's a lot of pain underneath that too. So. Yeah. So I get a couple of things from that show, of course, you know, entertainment, cause it's funny. They're always cracking jokes and things like yeah, that. They're really funny. Um, and then I like that, you know, the brother and then the sister Amy they're always trying to work on their weight loss journey on their weight loss goal right so you can kind of well grab... you and I you and I relate to that too <laughs> inspiration <laughs> we're like we're we're not a thousand pound sister but Cam and I are like the uh, 500 pound siblings wait four four 25 no we're not 500 yeah <laughs> we thick though i'm proudly thick yeah so. she but she looked good with them curves though can oh, thank you thank you but so getting inspiration from that show then you know you're laughing and things like that but then you see tammy and her struggles and i think that first of all it's a little extra for the cameras right cameras are rolling so maybe they're pushing her to be that way, to come off as like a B-I-T-C-H as she does sometimes. But then I think too, maybe because of her size, she truly doesn't feel good, you know, because she's so big and she has other health conditions, you know, maybe she just doesn't feel like talking or she doesn't well, feel like no, smiling. No, she I doesn't agree. feel like being social, things like that. And this last episode where the family went on a family vacation, did you see it? I missed that one. So they went on a family vacation, they rented out some cabin, and everyone was there. So it was Tammy, Amy, um, Gage, the baby boy, mm -hmm. the husband, Michael, the brother, his wife. And then they bought on their two other sisters this season. So the two other sisters weren't a part of seasons one and two. 
So now like the, the family is growing. I think we, we, th- we saw the older sister briefly in the season two when she tried to help out a little bit with Tammy. Okay. So maybe I missed her, but now they're all here in season three. And so everyone, they go to this cabin, but yet Tammy, she doesn't want to get off the car to go into the cabin. And she's saying that she doesn't trust the ramp if it's secure or not. And that scene to me just kind of, it was a little awkward, right? Because you take like this six hour car ride to mm-hmm. a cabin and you get there and then you don't want to get off the car. And so I'm, I, in a way I do feel, you know, sorry for her because she's missing out on a lot in life. You know, everyone is kind of going on with their life. Like her sister, Amy has her family and Chris got his weight loss and you still have Tammy still trying to lose weight to be approved for weight loss surgery. So I was just, I felt for her that she didn't want to get out the car to go in the cabin. So long story short, she ended up getting a hotel. She had to get an accessible hotel that didn't require her to walk up a ramp to go into the cabin. So not only did she not get to enjoy the cabin, but now she's away from her family. She's in a hotel room. And then they're trying to talk her into coming back to the cabin. And she just doesn't want to hear it. So you can tell there's like, you know, probably some mental health stuff going on too. Yeah, fans of the show have kind of said that. Yeah, in in, in addition to her health struggles. But I wish her the best because when she's not acting like, you know, the B word, she she seems to be a pleasant person. I don't know her personally, but she's cracking jokes. And then this season, she has a new hairstyle. She grew out her hair. She has like the natural curl going. She looks good. I was like, go Tammy girl, looking cute. So, but yeah, so I've been watching that show now and I just really hope that Tammy does eventually get approved for, for weight loss. And part of me too thinks that it's TLC maybe not wanting her to get the weight loss surgery because that's the whole storyline, right? Like the, her weight issue. And so I don't know, what do you think? Well, isn't that awful that because of the, the magic or power of television, we have, we're forced to think those kinds of things that, cause we already know that reality TV is not necessarily reality TV, Yeah. but I would hate to think that they're to the point where they would keep a woman unhealthy just for a show. But that's why I think it's mostly Tammy who just can't uh, do what she needs to do. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like everyone, I think even because the, there are points where the show even steps in to say, you know, I think she needs help. Right. So I think, uh, you know, I don't know where, because we know uh, that with the driving food app, she can order food, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, even though as much as her family talks about they want to help her and she wants, they need her to lose weight. Sometimes they seem like enablers because they end up giving into what she wants and giving her stuff, uh, the stuff she shouldn't be eating. So it's like, how does she get these things? So if if you're really serious about it, take her phone away or at least check her apps every once in a while, delete them, uh, you know, or just make it so that she can't get the food that she keeps eating somehow um, so that she... like she's been on this journey to lose the weight to get the surgery forever now, but her other sister had the motivation of being uh, Amy wanted to get pregnant. Mm-hmm. And so she had that strong motivation to do that. And she was able to do it, which is great for her. Now she has a second baby on the way, right? She does. Congratulations. So, Amy. Congratulations. Yeah. Amy. 
Well, and then also too, um, I know that Amy and her husband, they're in the process of buying a house. Yeah. Well, so, which means Amy is going to move further away from Tammy. And Amy is Tammy's main help, her main support. So I, I don't want to think about what could possibly happen to Tammy if her sister is not there making sure, you know, she gets food and making sure she gets what she needs. Yeah. Like, because honestly, Tammy knows what she needs to do. And she's just not doing it. Yeah, unfortunately. But speaking of food apps, sidebar, a <laughs> DoorDash accidentally delivered food to my house the other day. And I saw it from the ring camera. So I like run downstairs <laughs> because I'm thinking I'm about to eat something good. And Wait, right, is this, this was food for you or not for you? Not for me. So I was getting ready to eat somebody's food because it was left at my doorstep. So I like scurry down the stairs. And then right when I was going to open my door, the driver came back and snatched the food. Oh, no. I know. So, you know, I'm happy that the person did get their food. But I was a little salty because I was like, ooh, <laughs> food delivery. And I didn't have to pay for it. You didn't open the door to get a whiff of what it was? No, like, oh, it's no. Chinese. It's Thai. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yes, that's that's how easy it is to get food though with the food apps. So I wow. yeah, but I I just think that now with Tammy being a YouTube star and now a TV star, I'm not in her pockets. I don't know how much money she's making, but you know, if you get like prepped meals or have a chef come in and cook your meals, mm -hmm. tasty, delicious meals that are healthy for you, I think that can really help her too. Because I really want her, I want to see her meet that weight loss goal so she can get the surgery well honestly i believe in season two they did do something like that i don't know if they showed it on camera but they talked about how they did that and uh she ate uh, all 30 she, she ate all the meals in the two week. days yeah exactly i saw that so, so I, I don't know so, so. someone's got to keep them like uh, uh like separate deliver them every day <laughs> unfortunately amy won't be around i mean not amy yeah amy won't be around very much but if she still were she'd have to drive every day here, here are your meals for the day <laughs> you get three a day and that's it but then she can just easily use the food apps so yeah, i don't know I and know. i mean and i get it right everything is money driven it's business so it's like hey if i get this order i'm gonna come deliver to you but it's unfortunately not... that's the danger for uh, tammy is that she's getting so big or even if they drop the food at the door she can't even get up to get the food so i mean maybe that's just saving her from herself then at that point oh. i don't know yeah it's so well, then, heartbreaking i remember that ordeal where they were so ashamed and embarrassed that they had to get weighed at like a, a that's car. a recycle yeah, recycling yard yeah the recycling yeah. yard and so it was just, you know, it's mortifying and that they would have to go through that. But uh, you would think that'd be motivation enough. And it was for Amy, but not for Tammy. So. Well, and then also for their brother, Chris, because, you know, he was having his struggles, um, you know, trying to meet the weight loss goal. And then he had a minor setback because he had some type of infection that he got on his leg. And then he got the surgery for the infection and then ended up gaining, I think it was about like 40 pounds. And then um, finally, he lost the 40 pounds, and then he was able to get the surgery. So even he got the surgery, and I believe he mentioned that it's been almost like over five years. And so I'm hoping that would be motivation for Tammy, right? You see Amy, she has her surgery. You mm -hmm. see Chris, he has her surgery. And now it's just Tammy left. 
and everyone's rooting for Tammy. She doesn't even know how many people are rooting. Oh, for her. I know. That's she the does- part that's <laughs> that's the part that's difficult though, because even it's not that she uses that her siblings losing weight as inspiration. She gets resentful that they lost weight. Yeah. That's that's the issue. Mm-hmm. So. Well, and then now I I see that she's like drinking and vaping, and then yeah, I saw an article about that. She has a boyfriend or ex-boyfriend who was like the BBW king or something like that. (laughs) And her family was mad because, of course, she should not be with people who are going to enable her, you know. So just a sad situation all around. So if you're listening to this, Tammy, we're rooting for you, girl. We are. (laughs) You can do it, girl. Well, this has been so much fun. Uh, our first episode. Yeah, I mean, uh, hopefully we'll be around for plenty more and you guys will enjoy what we do. And we want to hear from you again through our Instagram at Bougie Booze. DM us. Uh, let us know if there's things you want us to talk about, take a look at. Uh, we're happy to do that. Yeah, or if you need advice on something, we're happy to give you our perspective. Um, like we mentioned earlier, we kind of owe, so, you know, we've we've lived a little bit. (laughs) Just remember, we'll give you our perspective, but we're not licensed therapists, y'all. So (laughs) let that be known. Say it again for people in the back. (laughs) We are not licensed therapists, (laughs) but you know, we've lived enough lives to be life coaches. (laughs) Yes. I will say that again, in our interaction with students working in higher ed. Yes, um, I've, I've done it quite often. Yeah. So, and I think now too, living in this world, you know, with the pandemic, it's, hey, talk to somebody. You need perspective. You need questions answered. You want a point of view. You want advice. Mm-hmm. I'm happy to give it to you. I think you and I are the perfect people for that because we pretty much stay positive all the time. Yes. Yes. I try to. I try to see the silver lining in everything. And same with David. And even if something's not going right, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. It's like we hardly let anything get under our skin. And yeah. we take a, we pretty much laugh at everything that comes our way. <laughs> well, it's so funny because a couple of weeks ago, I was having lunch with a friend and a colleague had walked by and she's like, hey, Cam. I was like, hey. And she's like, you look so happy. And I'm like, am I not supposed to look happy? Like, that comment just kind of like threw me off because I'm like, I'm here, I'm alive. I don't have COVID. I'm eating some delicious food. I'm in the fresh air, you know, so. She was being a Tammy, being resentful of your <laughs> looking good <laughs> and happy. <laughs> no Tammy's, please don't be Tammy. Yeah, don't be a Tammy. Don't be a Karen. <laughs> There's no room for that, right? Yeah, so yeah, no Tammy's, no Karen's. <laughs> and whatever the male equivalent of a Karen is. Ken. Oh, is it Ken? I just said it. I don't know. know. I I thought it was a Steve, but (laughs) (laughs) no offense to Steve's out there. Oh, my God. All righty. So this has been a pleasure. I'm sorry, were you going to say something? Oh, no, just that. I was going to say the same thing. It's been a pleasure. Thank you all. Yes. And so, again, we look forward to this journey with you all and congratulations boo congratulations boo (laughs) until next time booze be bougie and remember you ain't got to be bougie if you stay bougie Bye. bye